Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Broadcasting live on the Mixed Radio Network. You're listening to Casey Ryan on the cutting room floor. All right, how you doing everybody? Casey Ryan here again for another episode of The Cutting Room Floor, a little podcast that I started to showcase any entertainers and creative types from all walks. I like to say if you've got a story to tell or a project to sell, then I want to hear from you. Uh, easiest way to get a hold of me is on Twitter. You can ask anybody that knows me. I'm well engaged on there, at Cutting Room MRB. Uh, or you can hit me up on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cutting Room MRB. If you want to be a guest on the show, I'm always looking for people. Uh, you know, If you have something that you want me to promote, let me know what you're thinking. Uh, I'll help you get the uh, word out there the best way that I possibly can. Um, big news this week uh, was, of course, that uh, it was announced that I am going to be syndicated through Brigade Radio 1. That's Brigade Radio 1, uh, the number one all spelled out, dot org. Uh, Ethan Detmeyer and his gang. Uh, Ethan Detmeyer, of course, is the host of the flagship show on Brigade Radio 1 called Combat Radio. And if you've been listening to this show for uh, any length of time, uh, this is something that I look forward to this time of year. I get to promote Ethan's uh, Breakfast with Santa event and the um, the Halloween album that he's got out uh, around this time of year. Uh, he's launching a whole new platform. There's a lot of really great shows up there with some phenomenal talent that's well known in the business. Uh, you know Sheila E and Don Most and and needless to say uh, Adrian Paul and all of these people and I'm going to be right up there with them and uh, I, I couldn't be any more excited about this so uh, look for that to be posted on BrigadeRadio1.org uh, fairly soon but what I am going to do is I'm going to start plugging Ethan's events now um, he his group was kind enough to send over some sounders for me that, so I have some new things to play with while I'm trying to get my uh, my first guest on the air here uh, we seem to have a bit of a, an issue with the uh, the Skype today, so I'm going to try to get uh, my guest on today, but we are going to have Gina Torres on in a few minutes. So until then, we'll be playing some music, and I'll be uh, giving some random thoughts. But uh, to kick it off, uh, we'll do the first ever public service announcement uh, on the cutting room floor uh, for Combat Radio's Breakfast with Santa event that's coming up. And uh, if you have a chance to share this link out, please. Uh, Ethan will give you all the details in the sounder. Uh, it's uh, got a GoFundMe page that's uh, currently raising money, and this is uh, something that they do every year uh, to provide uh, breakfast with Santa to some needy kids in the L.A. area. Uh, so I'll be back in just a second. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Hi, everyone. It's Ethan from Combat Radio. You know, every year we do an annual Christmas event for homeless children and social services where we bus in roughly 400 to 500 children and their families for what is essentially Christmas. It's presents, it's brunch, but most importantly, it's a chance to tell these kids they matter. Please help us deliver Christmas to them. Go to gofundme.com slash combat-radio-2022. 
Christmas dash seven all spelled out. Why? Because this is the seventh year we will be doing this very heartwarming and endearing event. Please help us help them and get involved any way you can this holiday season. Thank you. So Ethan uh, and his guys uh, put this together every year. This is something that I've been endorsing for the last three or four years, maybe even be five at this point. But uh, I'm, I'm very proud to put my name behind this. Uh, again, like he was saying, that they bus in all these kids and they provide them with breakfast and there's a big show and, and there's you know music and food and Santa shows up. Uh, they also have, in past years, I don't know if they're doing it this year, but I'll, I'll defer to Ethan to that, but they've done silent auctions where uh, some celebrity buddies of Ethan's donate some stuff, uh, and, you know, they have a silent auction, so if you're into the whole pop culture scene, you can pick up some really cool things. Uh, there's people that show up in cosplay so that the kids, you know, feel that you get the chance to meet some superheroes and stuff like this. All kinds of really good work, and he does this all out of the goodness of his heart, and it's a lot of work, a lot of work to put this on every year, and every year it gets a little bit bigger, and I, I don't know how he does it, I don't know where he finds the time to do it because he's so busy with all the other things, but this is something that he really throws uh, his heart behind every year, so if you have a chance to check out their GoFundMe page, and please give generously if you can for that. Uh, we're going to try here again to see if I can get my first guest on. And that didn't work. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you about another item that I have uh, through Combat Radio, which is a Halloween album. This is something that's a little bit topical. Uh, so we're going to plug the Halloween album, and I'm also going to uh, play a song by Dennis McCalment. Uh, now, Dennis, if you've listened to this show again, uh, is a good friend of this show, and this was one of the, uh, the key turning points, actually, in my um, collaboration with Combat Radio. I actually referred Dennis to them. <clears throat> to provide a, uh, a track for one of the Christmas albums and he's done all kinds of work with them ever since out of Mayo, Ireland has a hell of a set of pipes on him great singer and he's got a great big fat sound behind him you know with this band that he has out of uh, again out of Ireland and he did a, a track for the Halloween album this year uh, called It's Only Halloween. So we're going to get in the sounder for the uh, the Halloween album uh, over at Combat Radio, and then we're going to play uh, some Dennis McCalmont, and I'll be back with you in a few minutes. Ready for Halloween? Well, it doesn't have to be Halloween for you to be ready for this. The Combat Radio two-disc Halloween albums featuring many of our epic regulars. Musicians, songs, and haunted audio tales. All there for you anytime you want it. You want Halloween in August? You want it in May? You want it in April? Get it. Go to CD Baby, enter Combat Radio Halloween, and get yourself hooked up with some haunted awesomeness today.
And that was Dennis McCalment out of Mayo, Ireland with It's Only Halloween. Uh, fun little toe-tapper from the 2017 Combat Radio Halloween album. You can get that and more tracks uh, from the Halloween album uh, uh, off of the link that... Uh, uh, CD baby length it up. Okay, let me just see if I can get this to stop here. Oh, thank you, Dennis. All right. Perils of Live Radio. All right. So uh, I'm going to see what I can do here to call up some more of Dennis's uh, uh, music, and I'll play the uh, the track that actually got me uh, my attention, I should say, when I first started talking to Dennis. Uh, this again was a turning point for the show because it opened up a lot of doors for us both. So this has been a good collaboration. I, I like talking to Dennis. He's a really nice guy. Uh, so if you can just give me a second here. The song was called Songs of Perfection. I'm going to see if I can find this right now for you. And then we're going to probably get Gino on in a few minutes. So just bear with me. Uh, call him up. You can find him on, uh, on SoundCloud, by the way. Uh, really good singer and he's gotten some national attention I, I think the guy's name was uh, Fanning, Jim Fanning was the, uh, the guy that, uh, that played him in Ireland and got him some national attention over there uh, and again he's always been very very good about uh, you know sharing links out and, and doing cross promotion for indie artists and uh, he's a music teacher too if I don't miss my guess from the last time I spoke with him so uh, SoundCloud let me just see if I can find this for you guys I know he's on SoundCloud. Lots of great independent artists, by the way, on SoundCloud, too. So I'll see if I can find Songs of Perfection. This one's got a the kind of thing that you could picture yourself, uh, you know, kind of singing at the top of your lungs while you're barreling down a highway on a long car trip. So, uh, where are we now? Uh, bear with me here. Okay, so let me see what I can find. There's lots of stuff, but uh, there's one in particular I wanted to play for you guys. Everything reminds me of you is another pretty one. I'll uh, I can play that if we uh, if we can't find the other one, but the other one I uh, I really did like. Uh, This one goes back a couple of years, so. So let me see if I can find that for you. Um. Okay, I tell you what, I'm going to play something else for you. We'll uh, run through a couple of my old favorite songs. Uh, I'm going to bring out Amanda Marshall here, and we'll let the door course around for you. And then we'll be back in a few minutes. Let me just call up YouTube, and we'll get that one going. All right. Yeah, Amanda Marshall is one of my favorite artists. And, uh, it's one of these people that made the one really big album and uh, she kind of disappeared. I, I uh, wish she had recorded more stuff. So, 
All right, let's do that one. How about that for a change? And we'll be back in a few more minutes. This is uh, Casey Ryan. You're on the cutting room floor. Hello. Hi. Hey, Eleanor. Yeah, this is me. Okay. All right. So uh, we got the uh, the system working here. So we're uh, we're doing a little bit of emergency surgery here this morning on the cutting room floor. Uh, Eleanor Gunn is my first guest. Uh, just to give you some information on her. Uh, I also like to give a quick uh, shout out to uh, Lee Holm, uh, who is a great, great help to me and works with the Eight Sided Films Group. Uh, Eleanor, just to give you some information on her, uh, we'll have a, a few minutes with her. It's a, an actor who most recently uh, joined the Eight Sided Films Group as part of Quantum Theory, which is a project that I profiled in on here a number of times. Uh, she's currently uh, seen in her own show called Hello Stranger, which runs through mid-November at the Theater of Note in Los Angeles. Uh, so here today to talk about that and uh, a few other things is uh, Eleanor Gunn. Eleanor, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Casey? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, good. So uh, what exactly is Hello Stranger about? Uh, Hello Stranger is a... We just had a really interesting show just last night, actually, and we have one today. Um, but it's a homecoming kind of story about this guy who gets into a car accident in the Inland Empire in Fontana, California. And he has this head injury, but we're not really sure if that's actually affecting him or not, but he's kind of being visited by all of these different spirits and ghosts that are around this town, and, and one of the ghosts happens to be his mother, who's who I play, and um, it's a very sad kind of haunting story about their reconnection and the fact that she had died when he was a boy and she's you know he stayed with her in the house is um because he had nowhere else to go and he had no idea of what to do so it's a um he never got any closure with her so by coming back to his hometown via this car accident he's able to find some kind of a peace and have some hope left over at the end of the show the the playwright uh, Sharon Yablon had said on numerous occasions that it's a it's a sad play, but the characters aren't sad. They're lonely and they're lost and they're hoping for some kind of a connection, but they're not really sure how to get it themselves. Um, but yeah, it's just a beautiful, strange Day of the Dead Halloween kind of fever dream of a play, and I'm very proud to be a part of it it's really beautiful and and uh what can you tell us about the venue itself i mean this is something that you've been working on for about the last couple of weeks right it started on the 18th of uh, october and it runs through sounds like the 18th or 19th of november is it 
Yeah, that's totally spot on. It was uh, October 19th that we opened and uh, November 18th that we closed. And it's at Theater of Note, which is in the heart of Hollywood on Cahuenga. Um, and it's this little black box space that does all new original work. Theater of Note is a democratically run company. And so what we do is we don't have an, a board of artistic directors or anything like that. We've, um, we've just got a group of uh, elected members who have paid their dues and they are the ones who are artistic management committee and they decide through our voting process as a company as a whole what shows get produced the next year. So we've got this um, really cool thing called the play selection committee and we meet every Monday and we read plays that get submitted to us via email or um, through friends that we know or something like that. And we read the plays aloud like a little staged play reading. And if we like the play, we vote it up. And if we don't like the play, we vote it down. But if the plays that we like um, get voted into this thing called the hopper, and then we put on a whole big fun uh, it's like two weeks of, of staged play readings okay all right and then that's at our space and that's called mckinley fest and then at mckinley fest we vote on what's gonna go up the next year so that's how hell a stranger got up and we'd never produced anything by sharon um, the playwright before and so this was really exciting for her to get her um writing put into an actual black box space um something that's not too big, um, like the Amundsen or the Kirk Douglas, that would have probably been a little, um, uh, what's the word, just overzealous at that point in the, the stage of the writing, because she's probably going to want to work on it a little bit more, and it was still in in the works when we got it at the um, a couple months ago. But yeah, it's, um, it's such a wonderful theater company, because we uh, allow a whole bunch of different voices to get um, to get some screen time, basically, and to see their works produced on a fairly small and intimate scale, but our production value is incredibly high, and this particular production also looks, it looks so good. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I'm super thrilled about it, it's awesome. No, as well you should be, I mean, you know, getting something produced in the heart of Hollywood, I mean, that, that's an accomplishment in and of itself, and it, it, it's, it's so great, true. it's great that you have this collaborative space, uh, you know, you remind me of another group that I, that I heard of called The Seeing Place, Aaron Kronikin has been on here a few times to talk oh. about it, that, uh, uh, it's really a theater for actors by actors, and and yeah, uh, yeah, it, yeah. I I dig that kind of stuff, and I I, I really wish sooner or later I got to get out to Los Angeles and start taking some of these things in. I swear, but uh, I I know where are you? I'm up in Montreal, Canada. So uh, oh, how cool! Okay, I've never been to Montreal. I would like to go for sure. Yeah, come between. I I usually tell people come between May and September because <laughs> the uh, okay the, the the weather is not for the faint hearted up here so uh but but, but um now just in terms of the uh quantum theory i mean i understand you're a relatively recent addition to this and unfortunately i don't have as much time with you as i'd like today but uh hopefully eleanor you'd be you'd be able to come back at some point to to give us a few more details would you 
Oh, of course. Yes, I'm so sorry. Nobody told me that it was um, you know, Eastern Standard Time and not Pacific Standard Time and those things, and I, I got confused. That, that's, so, that, that, that's happened before. I, I try to make it as obvious as I possibly can, but uh, it's one of those things where you're dealing with a global village, right? Sometimes I get people from yeah. uh, from the UK on and Australia. The, the, the really tricky ones, I always feel bad for the people that I have on from Australia because they're getting up in the middle of the night to talk to me. You know? Oh, my God, right? yep. So, then you're like, well, how are you? Good, good day. Um, uh, yes. It's not day for you, is it? So, sorry, sorry for making you put up, you know, put your alarm on in the uh, in the middle of the night for for just just to talk to little old me. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> oh no, you're great. Uh, but but but, yes, but, but, but but the it's the quantum quantum theory. I mean, you know, what's it like working with uh, with Tennyson and Ger and Gerard there? Uh, you know, they're a good group of guys. Huh? They are. They're they're very. Um, they're very excited about this whole process, and this is, it's, it's a really, I mean, my first read-through of the script was that there was something really special there. Um, Tennyson is an awesome writer, and Gerard, great actor, um, so much fun to work with. He and I had actually done something at Theatre of Note, which is where we met. So that, um, that community is so it's just such a beautiful place to to work and to be a part of because it literally got me a role in a feature film just from being part of that community. Um, so that was great. Um, but yeah, so they they both um, are they're just so motivated about making this this movie happen, and the uh, movie itself is such a. It's female-driven, you know. So to have basically the 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 movers and the shakers of what is going to be the new Hollywood, in my opinion, if they're they're also men, but they're willing to be they're willing to write and be a part of stories that don't feature them as heavily. That's right. I think yeah. it's, it's such a wonderful um, community that's willing to respect the changes that are happening in Hollywood right now and across the world and um, that it it's a story that needs to be told even though it's fun and it's a heist and it's a farce and it's you know high comedy and also pretty silly melodrama in places it's still a really well-written journey for these two female characters who are best friends and that they don't need to fall in love to make the story work they just they already love each other and that's the the reason they save the world is because they're best friends. I think that's really cool, and I'm happy to be happy to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah, and the one thing I can t say about uh, and Tennyson's been on the show six or seven times, but but yeah. uh, the the one thing I can say about his group, and I you know I can think of no higher compliment, uh, but. He's the kind of guy that, that, that cuts right through the bullshit and, and says, uh, if you pardon the expression, and, you know, good talent is good talent, and it doesn't matter what community you're part of, it doesn't matter what gender you are, uh, you know, he's interested in, you know, equality for everybody and, and just producing the best quality product that he, that he can, right? Yeah. Uh, so um, he, he's a straight shooter in that regard, and I, I've always had a lot of respect for him for that, and, and he's a really funny guy, too, right? So, he is. He's a card. And he has a lot of respect for his actors, and so I'm excited to see what, um, you know, we haven't started rehearsals yet, but we've got, you know, he has three weeks of rehearsals scheduled for a feature film, which is unheard of. Um, usually you show up about a week before, if you even get that. Um, and he he really wants the, the show to move and to be um, 
quick paced and to not be worrying about lines on set and to just really sink into the characters and he's giving us time to do that which is very respectful so I'm grateful to be working with somebody who understands part of the actor process uh, now, if, I, if it's okay with you, uh, uh, Eleanor, I would like to have you back maybe in a couple of weeks to, to flesh this out a little bit more. Would you be available by any chance? Or? Absolutely, and I'll know that it's 11 okay. <laughs> instead of 2. Uh, I yeah. will know that. I, I, I've had a few uh, you know, family issues come up, and I've had kind of a crazy week myself, So, uh, awesome. but... but uh, uh, I, I do want to do this, you know, properly by by you guys. So uh, what I'll do is uh, I'll, I'll funnel a message through through Lee, or if you want to just shoot me your email uh, in a uh, a Skype chat. There, actually, Lee gave it to me, so uh, I'll I'll shoot you a note this afternoon, and we'll we'll set it up, and we'll have you back in a couple of weeks. All right. Great. Uh, so one last thing, uh, because uh, there was other things I wanted to talk to you about. The video game that you worked on, that sound, I thought that sounded really cool. The TV documentary oh, yeah. that you worked on, that sounded really cool. Uh, so there's a lot more ground to cover. So um, Okay, great. Uh, where can people go to learn more about you? Oh my gosh, go to my website. It's www.eleanorgun.com. My name's spelled E-L-I-N-O-R-N-G-U-N-N. And you're also on IMDb, too, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm super proud of my IMDb page. It's looking pretty good. Yeah, it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of cool when you get a little bit of a, a credit like that, right? That, that all yeah. of a sudden it's like, shit, I'm doing this for real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm yeah. sorry, what? <laughs> oh, that's that's on there now? Cool. Yeah, it's okay. on there now, yeah, right, so... Uh, Eleanor, what can I tell you? It's been great fun chatting with you, and uh, you so we'll, we'll, look, we'll look forward to having you back real soon, all right? Thank you, and thanks for your patience with me figuring this out. I appreciate you, Casey. Not a problem. That's what I'm here for, all right? Thank you. All right, talk to you in a bit. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Okay, so what we're going to do uh, is we're just going to take a, uh, a quick pause here, and I'm going to see if I can get Gina Torres on the line. Uh... If you can just bear with me for a second, we're doing kind of emergency surgery here, and we'll see if we can get her on now. So help me God. Uh, let me just see uh, okay, if I can get Gina in here. Uh, yeah. We can blame Tropical Storm Philip for this. Uh, we're getting loads of rain here and flash flooding. And way I'm actually kind of surprised that we still have power left in Montreal. So. Uh... All right. So just bear with me for a second. I know that Gina messaged me here. So we're trying to get her on. Uh, hi, Gina. Hello. Hey, it's Casey. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. Uh, okay, so I have Gina Torres on the line here. She's a uh, an artist out of uh, the Arizona area. 
Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take our customary mid-show break. I'm going to play a little piece by Amanda Marshall that I was talking to you about before. Um, I'm also going to play the sounder again for the uh, 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 Brigade Radio 1 and Combat Radio Breakfast with Santa event because we're going to be plugging that very heavily. So if you have a chance to, uh, please check out their GoFundMe page and uh, give generously if you can. And uh, Gina, if you could just hit mute there and then we'll be back with you in about five minutes. All right? Sure. All right. Hi everyone, it's Ethan from Combat Radio. You know every year we do an annual Christmas event for homeless children and social services where we bus in roughly 400 to 500 children and their families for what is essentially Christmas. It's presents, it's brunch, but most importantly it's a chance to tell these kids they matter. Please help us deliver Christmas to them. Go to GoFundMe.com slash combat dash radio dash Christmas dash seven all spelled out. Why? Because this is the seventh year we will be doing this very heartwarming and endearing event. Please help us help them and get involved any way you can this holiday season. Thank you. It's the Hollywood Rock and Wrap Up with your host, Jason Hadley. Justin Bieber's been spending much more time lately focused on religion. Bieber's pastor says it's what's on the inside that counts. Unfortunately, Justin's pastor likely wants that to be himself. Kim Kardashian's baby is coming sooner than expected. Coming sooner than expected must be genetic, as evidenced by the oddly short 41-minute sex tape that made Kim famous. The Disney Channel's hit series Andy Mack claims it will feature the first ever LGBTQ-focused episode. Disney may actually be a bit late on this one, considering those and the other 21 letters have been sponsoring Sesame Street for almost 50 years. Make sure you catch Taylor Swift's latest music video for her new single, Ready For It. No doubt this song, like many of other Taylor Swift's tracks, will be perfect for getting your party started. Or your hostage standoff ended. And that's the Hollywood Rock and Wrap Up. Follow us on Twitter at Rockin' Wrap Up.
And that was one of my all-time favorite pieces of music. That was uh, Dark Horse by Amanda Marshall off of her self-titled album. I uh, saw her uh, in a... I was right up close to the stage when she performed up in St. Agathe, uh, just north of Montreal here uh, several years ago. One of the best concerts I ever saw, by the way. So... Uh, Gina Torres is here for the second half of the show uh, with a big thank you to Lori George, who was the one that introduced me to Gina in the first place. Uh, Lori has been on the show many times herself as a prolific actress out of the Arizona area. Uh, Gina also is out of Arizona, where she has uh, done work as an artist since 2013. Uh, and you can see several of her prints up on her Facebook page, and she also does some blogging as well. Uh, you know, a very, very nice person, and I'm ha proud to have her on here for the first time. It's always great to have new people on here. So, uh, the Cunningham Floor proudly welcomes for the first time Gina Torres. Uh, Gina, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. Are you? Can you hear me okay? I can. Okay, good. All right. Uh, so I guess I can just sort of jump right into this. I mean, you, you've been at this for four or five years now. Uh, I, I guess, how did you get started in painting? So I, um, I got started with it. Uh, it was a suggestion of a friend. Um, this friend uses painting as kind of a sort of a form of art therapy. Um, when she would feel stressed or anxious or just you know sad couldn't figure out why um, she took to painting and just her um, being able to express uh, herself in a, in a way creatively creatively hard word to say <laughs> um, she she felt better she noticed that she felt better it was um, a stress release and you know once having a bit of I guess a bit of your soul on campus where you can look at it and go, yeah, yeah, that feels good. Um, that that was her experience, and uh, she encouraged me to to try it. And um, of course, I don't have any formal art training at all, but um, I did. I got me some acrylic paints, uh, got me some canvas boards, and decided to give it a go, and um, have been painting ever since. Okay, you know, I was going to ask you whether, whether you actually had any formal training or whether this was just something that you sort of picked up on your own. Yeah, no no formal training at all. Um, I actually have an older sister who has taken art classes and, and all of that, and I, I um, sort of already made up my mind, ah, all the artistic talent has gone to her, and that also made me hesitant to want to try it. But, you know, with this friend encouraging me, um, I gave it a go, and I was like, you know what? I'm doing okay. <laughs> I would like to have some, um, take some art classes just to get some technique down. But um, as far as, you know, what I do, yeah, it feels pretty good to do what I do. So, <laughs> so, so what exactly is it uh, about art that, that you specifically find therapeutic? Um, so it's just, um, it's just another form of expression and sometimes it's difficult to put what you're feeling into words so with um, I'm, I'm a very visual person anyway so when um, when I have something in my head or in my mind you know to um, to maybe just sit down and take a moment and just concentrate on maybe what colors come to me you know what what I'm visualizing and to be able to put that down on canvas you know it's just it's you can kind of focus in and and um, maybe for a moment uh, 
your focus is on something else other than whatever's bothering you. <laughs> and um, it's it's a little difficult to explain unless someone's kind of done this, I guess. <laughs> um, I think probably painting is a different experience for, for everyone. Um, for me, it's um, I have a general idea of what's in my head and I just kind of go with it. What I have in my head doesn't always end up on the canvas, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a way to focus in, and it it is it is a very focused feeling when I'm doing this, um, which is pretty cool. It's maybe a form of meditation if somebody wants to take it that far. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's neat. It's a neat way to um, to release some of your emotions that you know maybe you don't realize something's bothering you as much as it is. You start going with a certain color, and you're like, wow, you know, I just just seeing what the what the picture turns into it uh, makes you feel better. <laughs> no, and, and uh, I mean I'm going to throw in a quote here, uh, a little soundbite from Paul Reeves, who's one of my most uh, regular listeners and uh, <laughs> a, a frequent collaborator of uh, uh, out of Scotland. He also paints, and uh, he's done some really good work too. Uh, his comment here is, many of the artists I know, including uh, myself, really stew over many of our paintings. Uh, my Sound of War, which I, I remember seeing as a beautiful piece, was one example uh, that was an emotional battle to paint, and it took a lot out of me. So I, I can imagine, uh, you know, to, to extrapolate on his point, that, that in a way it might be cathartic, but it also, depending on what you're doing, it's got to be draining on you, I would imagine, sometimes, right? Yes. Uh, yes, it is. Um, I Actually, the last piece that I did... Um, it was very draining, and it was um, a piece related to um, some, I guess, uh, some sexual harassment that I had experienced in the past. So we'll just put it vaguely that way, Fair enough. <laughs> um, without going into much detail. But that one, it was um, that one actually came about. I was chatting with a friend, feeling upset, couldn't quite figure out why, and then the story just kind of tumbled out and it's like yeah this has been bothering me more than I realized so and and it was bothering me uh, physically nauseous and I was having headaches and I was like this is not normally me this is unusual and so uh, with this last painting that I did I um, I was like fine I know what I have in my head painted it out it was exactly as I envisioned and um, yeah after that I took a nap <laughs> It was it was very emotionally draining, but very cathartic in that it's like, yep, this is what happened, and there it is on the canvas, and that is my truth, you know. <laughs> so, so why, uh, you know, I'll, I'll ask you why painting versus say, you know, writing or, or sculpting, or I, I guess what was the draw to you, uh, you know, from that perspective specifically, you know, why fine art? Um. That's a very good question. <laughs> I um, I do a bit of writing, um, and a couple years back, kind of around the same time, I was doing some poetry and things like that. Uh, this was just kind of a different avenue, just to shake things up, something else to try. Um, I my writing it was it was working in a way to kind of get your feelings out, but in a way it still wasn't. And um, you know this. Of course, I love art. Um, I appreciate when other people paint and, and draw and sculpt and all that sort. Um, it was 
it was actually more for me since I hadn't ever tried it before. It was more of a leap to be like, yeah, we'll see what this is about. You know, <laughs> it wasn't. Um, yeah, it, it was a completely different thing for me to try um, a different avenue entirely, a challenge for sure, uh, because I, you know, of course, I don't have any training and I didn't think in the beginning that I could do any of this. You know, I didn't have any confidence in myself. So this has been a great um, confidence builder as well, just to give it a go. What do you think makes the best subject matter for for art? You know, judging from your your own experience, right? Uh, you know, and I'll get to maybe some of your own personal favorite works by other people in a minute. But well, what to you makes the best subject matter? What what motivates you creatively to to pick up and start a project? Um, I think what makes a really good subject matter is anything that anyone is passionate about. Um, there is a sculptor that I follow online and some of his work, you know, is completely different from what I do, but it's amazing, you know, and the story behind the certain pieces, um, he did this one piece, it's incredible, it's, um, of a man and he's like ripping out, you know, ripping open his chest and kind of screaming, um, he did that piece after, it was kind of for a, a client who, um, I guess their father had a heart attack, he'd come through that, and uh, just kind of his fight and his journey through there, and, and that is what inspired the piece. And so, um, I guess for me, the stuff is just whatever's inside of me. Um, for other people, I would say just whatever, whatever inspires them, whatever they're passionate about, whatever that might be, uh, that, that makes a good piece, that makes a good, uh, a good subject. <laughs> okay, well, no, that's a, that's a very uh, that's a very astute answer. Uh, I know that you've had some of your prints posted on on various places. Uh, have you had any kind of memorable responses, either from people that are close to you or from people that you hadn't necessarily spoken to before? You know, reactions to your work. Um, my my extended family didn't know that I could paint, so their uh, their reaction and appreciation has been pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> Um, you know, of course, my sister was the artistic one, so I mean, everyone thought, ah, you know, she's the artist. But um, yeah, that uh, my uncle, one of my uncles, was pretty surprised and, and uh, really liked some of my pieces. Um, one of them that I did is uh, was inspired by my sister, and a lot of people have really liked that. It's um, the name of it is Womanly Tree. Um, it looks like. Uh, like a winter tree, but the, the trunk of the tree is sort of in the shape of a woman. And um, the idea behind that was my sister's kind of growth during a, a really traumatic period of time in her life. So just kind of her growth, you know, during the past couple of years after something very traumatic, you know, that really inspired me to do that piece. I've had a lot of good, good feedback from people on that one. And it's interesting the way that that can happen too, right? And that, that's one thing about art that, that I would argue that you can't really get by any other way, whether it's writing or, you know, even visuals. I mean, I love movies, right? And if I had it to do over again, I probably would have become a filmmaker. But, but uh, you know, just the, you know, the stark duality of an image that, that, you know, there's no argument with the way people can interpret something, right? Exactly, you know, and, and that's the funny thing, um, I'll put up a piece, you know, I anytime that I paint something I always post it on social media in various places just to kind of, I don't know, get some feedback and just like, hey, this is a little bit of me, <laughs> here you go, have a look. Um, 
and people do interpret things very differently. You know, some some things, you know, they're like, oh, hey, I see joy in this, or, you know, I see, I see anger, I see, you know, they, they see all sorts of things in it. So it's it's pretty cool the way people can look at, you know, you can get three people to look at one piece, everyone takes something different away from it, and it's not the same as the next person. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of a neat thing about art. I do like that. So you, you mentioned that you do do some blogging, right? Uh, yes. What, what, kinds, uh -huh. what kinds of things do you blog about? Um, that That's just kind of more of my internal ramblings, okay. right. <laughs> to be honest. Um, it's um, The name of the blog is Things on My Mind, and that's essentially what it is. Um, it's not any specific subject matter. It's just whatever tends to be in my head, whatever strikes me, whatever inspires me, um, you know, what, whatever annoys me <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> you know, and a lot of it is um, about just kind of my personal growth, my my pitfalls that I know I need to work on, um, just things like that, and sometimes just talking about that stuff with others or writing about it and having them, you know, getting a bit of feedback. It's It's helpful. It's helpful to other people to be like, hey, I'm not the only one. <laughs> Uh, we're running short on time here, Gina, but I want to make sure we get in a good solid plug for uh, you know any outlets that you have uh, where, sure. where people can take a look at your prints. I know you have a Facebook page. Uh, I've been looking at that this morning. Uh, where can people go to learn more about what you're doing and and uh, you know get a sense for for the kind of art that you're working on? Uh, the Facebook page would be a good stopping point, and that is if you just type in "Art Prints by Gina Torres." into Facebook, I should come up. Um, I also have an Instagram page for my art. Uh, it's Gina D. Torres, T-O-R-R-E-S 17. Um, type that in Instagram, I should pop up there too. That's the two main places um, for my art. Uh, the blog is not necessarily art related, but I do have some art stuff on there. Um, if people wanted to check that out, that'd be one way to get to know me as well. Um, and the, the blog name is uh, Things on My Mind. It's on WordPress. And I think it's WordPress.org, I believe is what it is. Okay, and you're also, uh, like myself, I mean, this is how I, uh, I came into contact with you in the first place. You're, you're also on Twitter too, right? I am. Yeah. Yes, I am. Okay, and... Uh, my Twitter... Yeah, Twitter Sassy Cat Seventeen. Sassy Cat Seventeen. All right. Yeah. Uh, so what can I tell you, Jan? It's, it's uh, you know been a pleasure getting to know you over the last couple of weeks, and and uh, you know hearing about your process. And certainly, if there's anything I can do for you to help you, then then by all means, let me know. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. Okay. Great. Okay. So that's going to about do it for us today. My guests again have been Gina Torres uh, and Eleanor Gunn. Eleanor Gunn will be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, and uh, please give generously to the uh, Combat Radio Breakfast with. Santa event. Um, the links are all included in the uh, the sounders that I've included, and uh, I'm also going to be tweeting that link out uh, over the next few weeks. Uh, next week, I'm going to be back at the usual time. Actor David LaRosa is going to be here. I'm going to get a chance to watch one of his movies, and we're going to be talking all about that. Uh, lots more great guests lined up uh, clear through the end of the year, and we have another Rat Pack show coming. So Paul Reeves and uh, uh, Ann Lauer and Voice and uh, Don Portala, Ken Flott, uh, Chip Vanderbeek, um, you know, they're all going to be here, uh, you know, chatting up a storm for the end of the year. This is sort of a tradition that we've established. 
Uh, I hope I'm not forgetting anybody in that group, but I don't think I am. Uh, all right, so until then, uh, have a good week, and we'll be in touch with you soon. Uh, you've been listening to Casey Ryan on the cutting room floor. Cut, print, wrap, and I am done. That was another edition of The Cutting Room Floor with your host, Casey Ryan. Follow Casey on Twitter at Cutting Room MRB and on Facebook, The Cutting Room Floor. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.